Hey, welcome to the More Life, Less Drama podcast. I'm your host, Prue Sulisic, and I'm here to lead you to a more fulfilling and peaceful life. Each week I will share stories, have great conversations with women just like you, and explore different topics on personal growth. This is not some fancy podcast bringing you extraordinary stories. I'm just here keeping it real, raw, and honest, so you know it's possible for you too. I want you to know yourself so well, nothing stands in your way. So let's get to it. Life is waiting. Hello, hello. How are you? Welcome to episode 10 of the More Life, Less Drama podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. And today is just going to be a quick episode because I am just in a little bit of a relax mode and just wanted to take things easy, really. And so I've been thinking a lot about how I can support you and help you on your personal development journey. And it got me thinking yesterday when I was talking to a client and this conversation is very similar to many conversations I have with clients and it's about this whole idea about staying small enough so you don't get criticized. It's like the idea of flying under the radar which will keep you safe and comfortable. So in this episode I'm just going to talk you through what that sort of looks like, I suppose, and also something that I had a profound realization myself about the whole concept of my self-identity over this last week. And also then I'm going to give you a little bit of a story or a theory that will help you move through this because there's no good just learning about something. I actually want you to take action to go through the process and to figure it out so you can actually move forward. And if it's you staying small is actually keeping you in some sort of suffering, I want to help you and support you to move through that process. And so you can actually really just be okay with who you are and not so scared about showing up in the world, doing the things that you want to do in fear of criticism from others. So that's where it started, actually. The whole idea about, oh, something's come up in my life and I feel really scared because it's going to expose me and put me out there in the world on a greater stage and I'm really worried about what people are going to think about me. That's basically the crux of it. It's like you and me and many people I talk to are worried about how you're going to be perceived and if you're going to say something wrong that's going to offend somebody, that you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. It actually restricts you because you're like, oh, you know what? It's actually safer for me to stay small And to not say the things that I want to say or do the things that I want to do, because if I do, somebody might have a go at me. Somebody might have something to say that I haven't got a response for, and therefore that might make me wrong. And I don't want to look wrong. I don't really have the the words to articulate how I feel right now about something. So I'm just going to stay small. I'm just going to stay here doing my thing on a small scale and... I'm going to feel frustrated and irritated all the time as well. (laughs) And so that's like the payoff. And which is why I think I felt so frustrated and irritated a lot of the time because I was not doing the things that I wanted to do. So maybe you've experienced the same thing. Maybe you've experienced feeling really frustrated because you're not particularly living the life that you want, but you're too scared or fearful of what people will think to actually make any changes. And this is fine. This is, this is like the human experience. You being a human 
your brain wants to keep you safe. So that's what it's going to do. It's going to like keep you safe in spaces that have felt safe for your brain, which is instead of going out and doing the talk, you're going to just stay home. Instead of putting yourself on social media saying, hey, I do this great thing. Do you want to have a go? Or do you want to buy something from me? You're just like, ah, actually, I'm just going to not do that. I'm just going to keep doing my job that I don't like instead of starting my own business. I'm going to stay in a relationship that I'm not particularly happy in because, well, you know, I made vows and I committed myself to a person. Well, what what will my parents think if I get divorced? And what will my friends think? So I'm just going to stay in this relationship. Maybe there's other circumstances. Maybe they're smaller than that. Like they're quite big ones, but maybe they're smaller. Just everyday things that you're not doing because you're like, well, if I change or do something different, I might hurt somebody's feelings or I might confuse people. And so you take the brunt of the consequence, which is you not doing the thing that you are meant to do in the world. And you will know if I'm talking to you because you will have a feeling of, oh God, I just want to do this thing or you have a dream about something you see your life being different and you're really drawn to that life yet the fear stops you and you will know that I'm talking to you there's some people that are already doing the things or some people have what they want already and that's great I'm not talking to you I'm talking to the person that is constantly in this push and pull the fight between themselves for really wanting something, but then talking yourself out of it. So that's who I'm talking to today. Back to the client that was like, you know, I'm putting myself into this situation and I'm really scared that I'm going to say something wrong or basically be criticized. And I'm not sure if it's worth it. So I'm telling you that it's always going to be worth it. If it's something that you are doing for you, even if you don't say something perfectly, or you say something in a way that they take offense to it, you still need to do the thing. You can't not do the thing because of what somebody else thinks of you. When you try to stay small and hidden, yes, there is going to be less people that will criticize you, but you're going to feel, it's going to be in you that you feel the disappointment and the sadness and the frustration. And so when you try to hide from it, your life path will always come knocking. You know, you know that little knock. I, uh, you know, I know that you know <laughs> that little knock of like, come on, hello, are you listening? This is what you're meant to be doing. You're allowed to do this. This is going to be fun. This is going to be exciting. Yeah, it's going to be different, but this is what you're meant to be doing. And so if you're struggling with that right now, this conversation is for you. This will now take me to the story that actually got me thinking about this even more on a deeper level about ignoring what was being offered to me throughout my whole life and I only came to this realization really recently when I actually watched some family home movies over the last school holidays I was staying at my dad's place and my dad has these great family videos that he took back in the 80s and 90s You know, that's when the day that he had that big brick of a video camera and he carted around and he was in our faces filming our lives, which was pretty ordinary and pretty normal type of life. And so I dragged the kids in and I made them sit down and we watched these three DVDs of me as a kid. 
And the opening scene of the first disc was me at my 10th birthday party. It's actually really weird watching myself as a 10-year-old, even though like I feel like the same person, like looking at it from a different perspective. Geez, I tell you what, if you've got the opportunity to do this, I really encourage you go back and watch yourself. Up until this moment, I was always putting off watching these movies because I was always thinking that I was embarrassing and that was an embarrassment, whatever I did back then. But now, 46-year-old me is like, oh my God, how cool am I? Like, how confident and actually great am I as a 10-year-old? Through to the 16-year-old that I saw myself, which is where the video ended as well. So looking at myself through my 10-year-old eyes and looking at myself from the new perspective of being 46, so that's 36 years of life that has been between these two versions of me, I just felt so much deep love and understanding and actually compassion for myself when I was watching these videos. Because you see, over the last, I don't know, maybe 20 years, ever since I was an adult possibly, I have always have been running this story about how nervous I was and that I was really shy and all that type of stuff. And yes, like that might've been there, but I tell you what, I have been fooling myself and telling myself a huge story about actually how I was. Watching those movies, I have had this huge realization that that was really a story that I told myself, possibly to keep myself safe and small. And it is absolute BS. It is not the truth at all. Like I was not a gibbering mess when I was a kid, like I was thinking myself I was. You know, I looked at the 10-year-old me and I was like, I'm just doing life. Like I was actually really happy with life. Like, And all the videos after that, you know, in my early, you know, my tweens and my early teens, I was having fun. I was dancing on video. I was being the center of attention. I was, you know, just being okay, being in front of the the camera as well. I wasn't shying away from it a lot. And yeah, I it just blew the whole theory of me being a complete nervous person out of the water. I was like, yes, look, there was moments in there that I could see that I was nervous. And I do remember there was certain things that I did that really pushed me outside of my comfort zone, i.e. singing at the local musical repertory that wasn't something that was you know actually enjoyable for me but I did it and I could tell I was nervous but I still showed up and did it which I was really proud of myself for and we were having a laugh there was this moment where I had to do this solo singing and it was like oh my god here here it comes and you can see my body language moving through like every chorus and every verse that was getting closer to me like you could see that I was really nervous and in my head about it. And then when I actually did my verse and it moved on, oh, I loosened up so much. Like I felt so much more confident. You could just tell, like you can see it. And I remember having all those feelings. It was like I was right back there. And yet I was putting myself into moments like that, that was allowing me to expand and grow and experience fear. And then the overcoming of fear as well. Then the most important piece was me me at 16 years old. And this is where I had this hallelujah moment. <laughs> and it was because 
when I was 16 years old, I went to a Catholic college and that school actually finished at year 10. And so we were the head of the school in our year 10. So we were having our year 10 graduation from that school. And I just happened to be school captain. And I remember thinking at the time when I got nominated for school captain, like, why? Why on earth would they choose me? Like, I'm so shy and nervous and I have nothing to say. And yet I was voted school captain. And there I was at 16 doing my school captain speech at the end of the year. And as I was watching it, I remember feeling the nerves for myself, for the 16-year-old self that was actually about to go up on that stage and, and speak. And after the few minutes of my speech that I did, I was just in awe of myself. I looked back on that video and was like, I gave myself a huge clap. We all did, like me and my two kids that were there gave me a clap at the end of that speech because it was great. It was so good. You couldn't really hear that I was nervous. Like there was a few times that I swallowed a few times and yet I spoke really well and I I seemed to be confident and I was again standing in front like a leader saying my piece. And up until that very moment, I had always thought of myself as being embarrassing for doing that type of stuff. And Life kept offering me up all these moments to be a leader and I just kept rejecting them. So over the last 30 years, I just kept rejecting them. And it's only up until this moment in my life, over the last couple of years, that I have accepted what kept being offered to me and that is being the leader and now I'm embracing it. And now that I've seen that video of myself at 16 years old being a leader and my leadership continued throughout my high, my high school years as well, even into my early career, that I just kept brushing off. And now that I know that I've always been a leader and that I am capable of that, well, things are going to change. I have a new perspective on what my life is meant to be like. And so I share this story with you because if you're allowing fear to stop you and potentially a story that you're telling yourself about yourself and your identity and who you are that is actually limiting you, I want you to take that story of mine and learn from it. I want you to hear me say to you, hey, maybe if something keeps coming up, maybe it's for you. If you're thinking about it, it's for you. If it keeps being offered to you and you keep brushing it, brushing it aside, maybe spend some time thinking about it a little more about how you are actually meant to be that person or meant to be doing that thing. I don't know if that's helpful for you, but it was definitely helpful for me. And it has just given me a real realization about how that when you're meant to do something in life, that no matter what you do, life will keep knocking on your door and saying, hey, you need to do this. And until you actually fully step into it, you will feel frustrated and like you're stuck and like that you're not doing the life that you're meant to be doing because our lives are here for a purpose. And I want you to actually just allow yourself to listen and open up your own perspective about what that purpose could be. 
Maybe it's different to what you want it to be. Maybe you think that there's things out there that you should be doing. And I'm just here to offer you that possibly you already know what that is. And maybe you've been offered it many times before, but you've brushed it off. Because you might have thoughts about not being good enough, not knowing enough, not having enough information. Maybe you think you need to learn more. This has been an interesting, interesting week for me to have this realization. And it is why I wanted to share it with you. Okay, so now I'm going to just share with you a little bit of information that I shared with my client the other day about how to stop the fear from stopping you. And it's not feeling the fear and doing it anyway. It's, it's a different level to that. It's actually a different level of thinking from that. And it is definitely in action. This is a piece that you need to take action on. It's not something that you can just passively do in the foreground and think things are going to change. And that is why I'm always going to encourage you to take action. Ask yourself, how can I actually action this right now in my life to see see change happen? This piece of information might help because it's really simple and it actually will just give you like a deeper understanding about who you're thinking about when you take action that is aligned to your higher self. So there's an author called James Ultra. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. And I've heard this before and I didn't know who it came from. So I did a bit of Googling last night and this is what came up. So James Ultra, his quote says, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter who your audience is, 30% will love it or love you. 30% will hate it and 30% won't care. So stick with the people who love you and don't spend a single second on the rest. And this is what I'm going to offer to you today. I want you to think about the 30% of people that love you and then go out and do the thing. Don't spend any time thinking about the people that are going to hate you or hate it, whatever you're doing, or don't care. Yet what I see so many people doing is doing that. For example, the client that I was speaking to has some family members that she no longer speaks, speaks to which sounds very familiar. And she is spending a lot of time when she's thinking about doing something, thinking about those people that are really no longer in her life, that she knows doesn't like her or doesn't care, yet she's spending all her energy and worrying about what will potentially happen in the future if she does something that exposes her. And she's thinking about those people instead of thinking about the 30% of people that do love her. So if you think about it in really simple terms, so there's 12 people in your life. Four people will love you. Four people will not care about you. Four people will hate you. We need to focus on the four people that love you. And I can imagine that you have, you know those four people and you mostly know the four people that don't like you or the four people that don't care. And I want you to practice in that small version of your life, like the 12 people, if you, and usually those people are the ones closest to you. And so if you can practice being unshakable and creating a solid foundation of teaching yourself to actually think about the people that love you when you're doing something new, instead of the, the other 
people or the eight people that either don't care or don't like you, you will create such a solid foundation in yourself and your identity that you will keep showing up doing the hard things and things that you actually want to do because you're thinking about the right people. And then once you've done that and once you start getting more exposure, so maybe now you've done something that will, you've created a business. So you've got more people out there in the world that know of you or know of your business. So maybe it's now 1,200 people instead of 12 people. And so still the theory will match up. There's going to be 30%, 30%, 30%. So now there's 400 people that love you and love your product or love your business and love what you do. There's going to be still the 400 people that don't like you or even hate you <laughs> and might actively tell you these things. And then there's going to be the 30% of people and the 400 people that don't care, that don't doesn't even make a difference to their lives. And yes, those 400 people now that are in your sphere that will actually show up and they might leave comments. They might send you bad reviews. They might say something to somebody that said something else to you. And if you're going to be taking that personally all the time, you haven't done the solid foundation work that I was talking about. It's like you have to learn to be unshakable with whatever comes up and know that there's always going to be the 400 people that love you. And how can you redirect your brain from the 800 people that don't love you and don't care to the 400 people that absolutely love you and are waiting for you to do the thing, to make the product, to sell the course, to show up differently, to be the leader, to do all those things. How can you focus on those 30% of people? And this is, this is the action piece. It's like when you're actively in the fear or the self-doubt or the like, oh God, I just want to stay small, even though I've got this great opportunity that aligns with my higher self and the things I want to do in my life. How can I focus on those 30% of people that are actually going to support me, that are going to cheer me on, that are going to love what I do and need what I, I have to offer? Because there's always those people They are always available to you, always. And that is the biggest piece of this. This is why I wanted you to understand how we tell ourselves stories about how we were in the world and why we are where we are. And it's like, well, we get to choose now what anything means. And so we get also to choose who we focus on every time we're about to do something that we really want to do. And like I said, if you're feeling that fear, it's because you're focusing on the 30% of people that don't like you and the 30% of people that don't care. So the 60% of people that are not going to make a difference. You need to redirect your brain and focus on the 30% of people that love you, need you and want you to do the thing that you're about to do. That is all I have for you today. And as usual, I want to leave you with a thought of the day and that you can go out and practice and whenever you feel that fear and you find yourself focusing on the people that don't care or don't like you I want you to train your brain and think this new thought instead it's an active process it can't be done passively and then from that I want you to take the action that precedes that thought 
you will feel more confident after you think this and then you will actually have to take the action for it to change because if you continually not take action nothing's going to change so the thought is I wake up every day to please me and the 30% of people that love me that's what you're going to focus on And once you do, your life will change because you will start aligning and doing the things that are aligned to your higher self and that are knocking on your door and giving you the opportunity. And like me, you might then, once you've started doing this work and start showing up doing the things that you actually want to do, you might revisit your past and be like, oh my God, this was there the whole time. I was meant for this my whole life. And you will find proof of why that is true. Okay, my friends, that is it from me. Have a lovely day and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to More Life, Less Drama. All the details of this podcast can be found in the show notes on my website. And if you want to take your growth to the next level, I invite you to become part of my membership program, Be Unshakable, where we take this information and dive headfirst into putting it into action. Go to www.head-coach.com.au for all the details. Until next week.